there, this is Andrew bringing you another Keyforge deck reveal and review, uh, or I guess review really. This is going to be two decks that I ran at a recent Store Champs. It was a two deck sealed survival at, at Ease Games in San Diego, well Miramar to be more specific. And uh, yeah, I, I just thought it would be interesting to go through these kind of side by side. I did, uh, I did go through both of them. I had to play both of them. I, I, I did get first place, so something went right. I don't think it's entirely the decks. Um, I think I get a little bit of the credit, uh, although I do like these decks. But I wanted to kind of walk through them, what they do, and some of the things that surprised me in the, in the ways they worked. Uh, yeah, that maybe wouldn't be immediately obvious. So, uh, so I guess it's just to be fair. There were there were only twelve people there, so but it was a real fun time. Great people. Uh, I walked away with the second place deck, even though I got first place. I got the rest of the first place swag, but uh, including the sleeves. But I have a first place deck, so I went ahead and let uh, just just traded with second place for that. Uh, anyway, okay. So the the deck that I chose to go with first that I thought was the not as good deck is this one, Peterson Barracks Claws Regulator. Uh, it has Star Alliance, Shadows, and Brobnar. Notice both of them have Brobnar and Star Alliance. And a lot of players, I think, would see Brobnar and go, oh no, I, I've just heard so many people complaining about Brobnar. You've heard me complain about people complaining about Brobnar. Star Alliance is good. I would love to see Brobnar Sarian. I love that combo. But, uh, but this is interesting. Brobnar, Star Alliance, and then one Shadows, one Dece. I think old conventional wisdom would say, well, Shadows is probably going to be the better deck on average. Uh, yeah, but I, I ended up deciding to go with this one first, and I think that was the right call. By the way, I've heard people talk about, you know, should you take your stronger deck in first or save it for later? And uh, my logic that I've been employing and that's gotten me to first place at uh, well, at sealed survival events, but has gotten me first place at other survival events as well, has been that I want fewer opportunities for my better deck to win to ran or to lose to random variants. And yeah, I mean, you could still have the top, you know, the the finals and have lose to random just bad draw, but I just want to reduce the number of times that I could get knocked out that way and uh, put the, the lesser deck on the line. Okay, so uh, without further ado, Peterson, Barracks Claws regular, Regulator, it's Star Alliance, Shadows, and Brobnar. We'll go with the Brobnar first. We have Alaka, four power giant with if you've used a creature to fight this turn, Alaka enters play ready. It's a good card. If you can have other Brobnar creatures on the board, of course. We have two copies here of Barn Raising, and this is an action that says for the remainder of the turn your opponent loses an amber each time a friendly creature fights. It's obviously like a reverse war song. And it it's <laughs> I like it less than war song. Um, for one thing, I think and and I've I've had this card come up in decks before, but I was really thinking about this. I think that war song it makes it worthwhile to trade your creatures, right? Because you're getting amber, uh, so you don't care about reaping. But it also 
balances out the fact that Brobnar tends to be tends to have a few cards that are good at Amber Destruction. And, you know, if you can get Warsong in there, then you're doing maybe maybe you're fighting I have a deck where I, I fight with Crumps, right? I'm fighting with Crumps and I'm gaining from the Warsong and I'm making my opponent lose from the Crumps. So you have that that great like swing. This is just more destruction, um, which, unless your opponent has a really high amount, can just be kind of weird. And it, I, I, I don't know, I think it, it it's almost too much. Uh, speaking of Amber Destruction, we have Berserker Slam. This is a great card. Get an Amber, deal 4 damage to a flank creature. If the damage destroys that creature, the controller loses one. You do have to destroy an opponent's creature for, that, uh, for it to take away from your opponent. And it does need to be a flank creature that you hit, but... Uh, usually if you have a couple Brabnar creatures on the board, you can orchestrate it to work out, and it's great. Uh, okay, so this is my first anomaly that I've ever opened. Very excited about that. Uh, yeah, it's the Grim Reaper. It's a four-power robot specter with, if you are haunted, the Grim Reaper enters play ready, and you are haunted if there are ten or more uh, cards in your discard pile. And... Uh, after the Grim Reaper reaps, you purge an enemy creature and a friendly creature. We'll come back to that because there's actually some cool options there if you play it right. Ganger Chieftain is a five power giant with play you may ready and fight with a neighboring creature. Gron Ninetoes is a five power giant who gets plus four power while it's damaged. Narp, eight power giant with one armor and its neighbors can't reap. I think one of these is fine. Shorty is a 4 power giant with Assault 4 and Reap Enraged Shorty. Uh, yeah, it's a really nice creature. Skull is a 3 power beast with Assault 3 and after an enemy creature is destroyed by Skull's Assault damage, you give a friendly creature a plus 1 power counter. I didn't get a lot of that triggering. Smith, gain an Amber, gain 2 more if you control more creatures than your opponent. Uh, I was able to pull that off quite a bit. Nogi Smart Fist, 5 power giant, and scientist. Fight, draw 2 cards, discard 2 random cards from your hand. Alright, so that's the Brobnar. It has decent board control. Um, it's not huge, but the Shorty is really good, and the Shorty and the Skull together are really good for killing elusive stuff. The Narp can take on big stuff, so can Gron. Uh, Reaper just straight out gets rid of things, so that's nice. And you have some speed between Ganger Chieftain and Alaka. Stuff can come out quick. Uh, yeah, again, I, the barn raisings I don't love, but that's okay. Alright, so yeah, let's look at the shadows now. <laughs> so this is kind of crazy. We have three copies of Breaker Hill. And I think this contributed a lot to my decision to, to go with this deck first. Um... I don't feel like this is a great position to be in, needing these to be your steal. Um, you just, you end up having to steal with creatures that maybe you'd rather do other stuff with. Um, but we'll, we'll come back to it. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, I should say what it is. Breaker Hill is a one power elf thief with elusive, and each of its neighbors gets action steal one. Inky Gloom is an action that says your opponent cannot use creatures to reap on their next turn. That's really powerful. J. Vinda is a two-power elf thief with elusive, 
and reap. Deal one damage to a creature. If this damage destroys that creature, steal an amber. Uh, you know, if you have three breaker hills on the board, then you might pull that off quite a bit. That's not so bad. Mug, gain an amber, move a damage, or move an amber rather, from a creature to your pool and deal two damage to that creature. And it has been confirmed. You first pick a creature and then you move an amber from that creature to your pool and deal two damage to it. Uh, you're not picking an amber. And I, yeah, people were confused about that. You're picking a creature and doing the stuff to it. Ronnie, two Ronnie Wrist Clocks, two power elf thief with play steal one. If your opponent has seven or more, steal two instead. That's great. Trust no one, steal one. If there are no friendly creatures in play, instead steal an amber for each house represented among enemy creatures. Max three. Two of those. Uh, this is generally a steal one because we have enough board control in here that it, it wasn't very common to, to be wiped. Chain Gang, three power, Elf Thief, with action, steal one, and shuffle, settle chain from your discard pile into your deck. After you play settle chain, ready Chain Gang, and we did get a settle chain, uh, that'll come up in a minute, but, uh, well, that'll come up and we'll talk about it. Skeleton Key is an artifact, an item with action, a friendly creature captures one, that's fine. And yeah, settle chain is an action, gain an amber, and your opponent discards a random card from their hand. So if you, let's say you start the turn with both these in your hand, you play the, the Chain Gang, it comes out exhausted. You play Subtle Chain, get an Amber, knock a card out of your opponent's hand. Subtle Chain becomes ready, or Chain Gang becomes ready, rather. Subtle Chain goes in your discard pile. Then when you uh, action Chain Gang to steal, the Subtle Chain gets shuffled back into your deck. Now, currently, yeah, the, the ruling is the actions don't stack, so if you have chain gang next to breaker hill you can still only steal one but still a pretty pretty good deal there uh this combo is kind of fun i played against somebody who had two of them two of each which seems real great but uh i i just got the one and i'm happy with it okay uh yeah so before we go through the star alliance i just want to show you some interesting synergies that i guess i didn't I didn't see right off the bat, but ended up working out pretty great. Um, specifically with Breaker Hill and Brobnar, and I know it sounds weird, but what ended up happening was it was pretty common that I got into situations where I had uh, real board control, and I'd end up having Brobnar creatures next to Breaker Hill. Well, if I don't need them to for board control, then that turns, you know, Ganger Chieftain into a uh, into a Yancey Gang or Pit Demon, effectively, right? Suddenly, Ganger Chieftain can action to steal one, which is great. So, um, so I was doing some of that, and I actually a couple times was able to do this cool maneuver where I did like, let's say, action steal one with Ganger Chieftain. Reap with Grim Reaper, purge an enemy creature, purge the den. Now suddenly it's NARP that's next to bring her to Breaker Hill, and NARP actions to steal one too. So you can get some some cool stuff going that way. And again, I if you have board control, then then Breaker Hill kind of can synergize pretty well with it, because um, it turns your creatures that would have reaped into stealers, and that's pretty nice. Okay. So and and we didn't have a ton of reap effects in here anyway so it's you know we don't mind foregoing those and just doing the steal all right 
And then the, uh, the Starlings just sort of caps it all off. We have Armsmaster Melina, who's a four-power human with Hazardous 3, and she gives her neighbors Hazardous 3. It's a good way to, you know, continue exerting board control, protecting your stuff. Three copies of Commander Chan is a little excessive, uh, although, so Commander Chan is a four-power human with fight, reap, use, another friendly creature. If you have board control, then suddenly this is real good, right? You're just getting crazy value. So that, that definitely could work out pretty well sometimes, but it's also a little, like, it's a little excessive. Three's a little much. And I really like all the play, fight, reap abilities that come in Star Alliance. I was bummed not to get more of those, to be honest. Light of the Archons is an upgrade with a bonus amber. It gives the creature plus one power and plus one armor for each upgrade attached to it. Red Alert is an action. When you play it, if there are more enemy creatures than friendly creatures, deal damage to each enemy creature equal to the difference. This didn't fire much. Science Officer Chinkan is a two-power alien, proximan, and scientist with Elusive. And after a player chooses an active house which matches no card in play, steal one. Um, this can be really good early on. It turned out, you know, once people have artifacts on the board, it tends to do less work. So it, I didn't get a ton of value out of it, but sometimes maybe you get this next to Breaker Hill and suddenly you have an extra thing that can action steal one too. So there's definitely, it's, it's good. I, I'm never sad to see this card in a deck. Speaking of cards I'm not sad to see, uh, Stealth Mode is an action with a bonus amber. After you play it, your opponent cannot play action cards during their next turn. It's really strong. It's really good. Really good just game control. Uh, two copies of Zap, which is an action with a bonus amber. We deal a, a damage to a creature for each house represented among creatures in play. So potentially up to nine, I suppose, although typically like three, four, five, six. Well, if you have board control, you're probably getting three out of it, so it works pretty nicely. And because you can split this up, it's a really efficient way to deal with wards, too. Then we have Stunner, which is an upgrade with a bonus amber, and it gives the creature fight reap. You may stun a creature. More board control. And finally, this, this one's pretty interesting. Operations Officer Ishii is a four-power spirit with two armor, taunt, and each of its neighbors gets fight reap capture one. And this also turns, you know, turns things into more value, right? If you have Commander Chan next to Ishii, and suddenly you can reap with it, capture one, and use another creature, and use Chain Gang, suddenly you have incredible value. So the, the cross-house synergy that you end up getting with Star Alliance is pretty huge. And actually with the Breaker Hills, you're getting it from Shadows as well. And so this, this deck just kind of ends up once it's on the board, it just starts doing stuff, and ev suddenly you're using everything, um, and and it's it's pretty crazy, um, yeah. So and it, and not to mention, it does have pretty good amber counts, like let's see, five, six, seven, eight. Do we have a brew in there? Nine. Uh, you know that's actually not very high. So yeah, the raw like amber pips is not really high here. But because it establishes board control, it's able to just keep doing stuff. Oh, and if you count the steals, I guess we have quite a bit more than that. So anyway, so this one went to three, took me through three games. And then, uh, and then it lost the fourth game to the guy that I eventually had to face in the finals. And he was undefeated when we went into the finals. And I had to, I had to beat him twice with the next deck that I'll show you. So yeah, that was uh, Peter Sam Claus Regulator. I think it was pretty good.
let's look at Liverbog now. So this next one is Liverbog, the Peacemaker Reaver. Um, that, and that's interesting. Usually Reavers we don't think of as Peacemakers. <laughs> but this, this, this guy is a Peacemaker Reaver. And uh, it's Brobnar, Dees, and Star Alliance. And yeah, I, I will tell you, I like... I liked the Star Alliance better, and I liked the Brobnar better in this one compared to the other one. And the the Deese, we'll see, has quite a bit of interesting, like, Amber control as well as deck control. And so my part of my thought was, because you'll see there's just some, like, purge, purge stuff in here. And I thought, you know, as it gets to the top table, I'm more likely to have to worry about combos and, like, crazy swingy cards. Like... I need to worry about hating specific things, probably more so than just steel. So steel is going to get me a good distance, but at some point I'm going to have to deal with weird, crazy stuff, and uh, and this will help. That was my theory, and it panned out. So, uh, so here you go. We have Berserker Slam. We covered that already. That's great. Ganger Chieftain. Shorty. Stiltkin is a two-power goblin with skirmish, and after a giant creature is played adjacent to Stiltkin, you ready and fight with Stiltkin. If you play a Ganger Chieftain next to Stiltkin, you ready and fight with Stiltkin twice, which is pretty cool. Tremor is an uh, action that stuns a creature in each of its neighbors. That's real good. Warrior's Refrain. you got to be careful about this because we do have some small creatures, but it's usually worth it. Gain an Amber and you stun each creature with power 3 or lower. Flamewake Shaman, 4 power human, with play deal 2 damage to a creature. Uh, this card I feel like is better in Worlds Collide, now that you have to worry about things like wards. Uh, there's some other reasons why it's good too, but anyway, yeah, I, I feel like the stock of Flamewake Shaman went up, and now that I don't have Drummer Knot to feel bad about not having popped it back with, I, I don't mind it so much. Gravel Guts is a 5 power giant. After an enemy creature is destroyed fighting Gravel Guts, you give Gravel Guts 2 plus 1 power counters. I don't know that I ever had this pop. Um, I just, I end up using him faster than that, I guess. Okay, and th now this is one of my favorite Robnar cards, and it's a rare. But it worked out really well here. Uh, Rock Hurling Giant is a 6 power giant. And during your turn, each time you discard a Robnar card from your hand, you may deal 4 damage to a creature. And it it's real good because it solves the, like, okay, I'm behind. I'm, if I'm playing from behind, I need to deal with stuff. Boom, you just can discard a couple cards and, and deal with them. Now, obviously, you wouldn't want to discard Berserk Slam, probably, because you're going to get better value out of playing it. But uh, occasionally, you know, you, you're going to get good value out of just discarding a card to hit something for four damage and knock it off the board. I, I love it. I love the, the just the option space that that opens up for you. Signal Fire is an artifact with a bonus amber. It has Omni, you sacrifice it, and for the remainder of the turn, friendly Bravnar creatures may fight as though they belong to the active house. Good for Dees turns. Star Alliance turns, you might, you know, if you're lucky and you have good board control, you're, you, you're able to use the Bravnar creatures anyway because of some of the stuff you'll see coming up. But on Dees turns, we might need it. And sometimes on the Star Alliance turn, we just want to be able to use all the Bravnar. Mega Mog Hunter is an 8 power giant with fight, deal 2 damage to a flank creature. That's great. And then we have the brew, of course. Mog Hunter's brew, gain an amber, give a creature 2 plus 1 power counters. I really like 
using brew on uh, on Stiltkin if I can help it. But you know there are other good targets too, and sometimes stuff in other houses are good targets. So oops. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a better Brobnar. Um, we have big creatures, but we don't have NARP. And, uh, and and we're okay not having the NARP because we have the big. But we, this means we aren't saying we can't reap, so we're, we're not taking the, that option away. The other one, by the way, Breaker Hill also mitigates the NARP a bit. But um, anyway, yeah, I think we just have a little better options here. And the Signal Fire really opens things up. Alright, in Dece, Binding Irons, one of my least favorite cards, your opponent gains three chains. I just don't like it. Dendrix, five power, your opponent, uh, fight, your opponent discards a random card from their hand. It's a demon. Uh, yeah, can be okay. Edoram is a four power demon with reap, destroy a creature of the house with the most creatures in play. Um, it, we'll come back to this. This is some interesting stuff going on. Festering Touch is an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, you choose up to two creatures. You deal one damage to each chosen creature. If that creature was already damaged, deal three instead. Uh, yeah, this is okay. It's a good way to plink wards off, and if your opponent has some damaged creatures, then you get good value out of it. Otherwise, it's not. It's just not bad to get an amber and plink a couple wards off. Imp Spectre, two power imp with destroyed purge a random card from your opponent's hand. That's okay, it's fine. Infernus, this is a great card. It's a four power demon with play, purge up to two cards from a discard pile. Your opponent loses amber equal to the total amber bonus of the purged cards. Uh, I was playing somebody either earlier today or yesterday who just played this so many times along with um, along with the Imp Spectre. By the time the game was over, I think I had like 16 cards purged out of my deck. I still managed to win, uh, not with this, but with a different deck, but uh, it was pretty crazy having that much purged. Anyway, yeah, Infernus is great, and if, because you're, even if you purge your own, your opponent is losing the Amber, it's just, it's real oppressive. Malison is a five power demon with fight, you may move an enemy creature anywhere in its controller's battle line, then if it's on a flank, it captures one from its own side, it's more Amber control. Uh, we have... Misery Exploit, gain an Amber for each damaged enemy creature. Didn't get a lot of value out of that, that's okay. Rock Grub, one power beast with play, your opponent loses one and re Rock Grub. It's an interesting one. Born It, three power demon with reap, reveal the top five cards of a player's deck. Purge a card revealed this way. Shuffle the other revealed cards into that deck. Um, yeah, if you can keep this on the board, it's real good. And then we have Nefru, who's a four-power demon. With each time a creature is destroyed, its owner gains an amber. So I got into a situation at one point where I was able to... Let's see if I remember right. I had board control. I had a lot of these creatures on the board, and I was able to, like, reap with Edoram for amber, destroy the Edoram, get another amber off of Nefru. And I got into another situation where, um, I, I you know, I used... I destroyed some of my own stuff, gained the Amber, then rammed the Nefru into my opponent's creature, so the Nefru died. Um, and, you know, he, he just didn't see that coming, but I was able to really mitigate the effects. I get maximum value for myself out of Nefru and then deny my opponent the ability to, like, do get any value out of it on his turn. 
Um, yeah, so that, that changes the math on the board, Nefru does. And then we have, again, some Amber Denial in the form of Rot Grub, Malison, Infernus. Uh, it gets pretty crazy. And then, uh, and then if you get to do a Reap with Bornet, that can be really oppressive. Uh, and, you know, if you hit the right thing with Inspector, if you get lucky, that can be pretty good, too. And then, let's see. Uh, into Star Alliance, we have Commander Chan. And this is, again, just real good with the Brobnar and Deese. Being able to get those uses of the Brobnar creatures on the Star Alliance turn is real good value. Explore Rover, three power robot with Skirmish, but it can be played as an upgrade, and it gives the creature it's attached to Skirmish. Uh, really nice for some of those Brobnar creatures. Maybe nice for First Officer Frayne, who's a four power human with Play Fight Reap, a friendly creature captures one. More Amber Control. You know, and you capture onto your Mega Mog Hunter, your opponent <laughs> is going to take a while to get it back. Lieutenant Karkar is a five power alien in Hand to Hand with Taunt and Hazardous 3. And uh, yeah, that's just good board control there. We, we have Chin Can again. Two copies here of Stealth Mode, and um, when it finally got around to the finals, my opponent said that it was it was this that won both games, and uh, I think the first game I had, I drew, drew them separately, but in quick succession, and then in the, in the second game where I beat his reserve deck, um, I actually drew them both at the same time, and I held one back. I played one, held the other one back, went Star Alliance again the next turn, and uh, it, it just got in the way of his plans to the point that uh, in the first game he ended up conceding uh, after I had one key and in the in the second game it was it was pretty landslidey um, but he you know he attributed it to the stealth mode largely CXO Tabor is a three power alien and Kirk six with fight reap you may play or use one non star alliance card this turn this is real good if you can keep it on the board uh, sometimes you can use it like a Chan, and sometimes you can uh, use it like an Ambassador. I mean, you can get that play, too, if that's what you need. So, good stuff there. It's a... Is it actually an uncommon? I was thinking it was a rare. I, I think I've only gotten one of these. Um, yeah, it's an uncommon, not a rare. But, there you go. Uh, Lay of the Land is an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, you look at the top three cards of your deck and put them back in any order, then you draw a card. Very nice. Stunner is an upgrade with a bonus amber. Gives the creature fight reap. You may stun a creature. Gives us more value for those reaps. And then, Dr. Driscoll. Okay, so this is an interesting card. And this is a rare three-power human scientist with elusive. And action, heal two damage from a creature. Gain an amber for each damage healed this way. And at first I thought, uh, I don't love healing effects. This is dumb. Until I ended up in situations where I would reap with Commander Chan, fight into something with Rock Hurling Giant, and then heal the Rock Hurling Giant with Driscoll for two. And, uh, and I was able to do that over and over again. And that, that was, um, that felt really good. So actually, I think with Brobnar, Driscoll ends up being a really good card. I don't know how she plays with other setups, but in this context, she was a real star player. A uh, hot star, because rare. But, uh, yeah, very good card here. And then, lastly, we have Frames Blaster. And this is another just great card. Upgrade with a bonus amber. Gives the creature it's attached to. Fight Reap. You may deal two damage to a creature. 
or attach the blaster to frame. Um, and after you attach frame to blaster to frame, you move each amber from frame to your pool. Uh, so if you manage to get like a couple captures with frame onto frame and then attach the blaster, then you've turned those into steel. Um, you know, it's a little risky. In sealed though, your opponent maybe doesn't see this coming, so you're able to do that, have them not be too suspicious, and then move those ambers to your pool. Um, yeah, but anyway, this is, it's interesting. The Bravnar here was, again, good board control. I was able to get repeated good use out of it with the Star Alliance as well, and then uh, and then have some utility stuff out of the Deese. One of the, I think, the better Deese setups that I've had in Worlds Collide, uh, where I feel like Deese's stock has gone down quite a bit in, in Worlds Collide compared to, say, Coda especially, but, um, but the, you know, sometimes you get a good one, and this was, I think, one of the good ones. One other really just quick scenario I wanted to walk through, going back to that first deck, because I, I thought, I was thinking it was in the second deck, and then I realized it was in the first. Um, I got in, I think it was my third game, which is the last game I won with this deck, um, got into this just crazy situation where I was way ahead. I thought, okay, I just have this locked. And, uh, and my opponent started to claw their way back, and it, it involved doing a... Uh, playing a Crassosaurus, which captured, I think, all my amber. I don't know if they got any of theirs on it. Which I then killed with Shorty. They brought it back with Exhum, and, um, and, uh, and, and kill, I think killed the Shorty. So at that point, uh, they had the Crassosaurus in play again, and, um, and I was not in a position to kill the Crassosaurus, and by the time I was, I noticed that I noticed them do something interesting, which was um, they they went shadows. They got me off check. They got themselves into a I think into check. I think for their th I want to say for the third key. Um, don't quote me on that. Anyway. They, you know, they got themselves in a really good situation, and they and they played out, and they ended their turn. I thought something's not quite right, and I said, "Let me look through your discard pile before you flip it." And uh, and sure enough, between what was on the board and what was in the discard pile, I counted eleven shadows cards. And no, no, they weren't cheating. <laughs> uh, they'd held back a shadows card that I was able to, you know, basically prove at that point not not prove like I wasn't accusing them of anything but you know I knew at that point they had held back a shadows card and not played it and uh, it's sealed what what do you think that shadows card is well of course it's too much to protect and so I said uh, I said oh that's very interesting I, I I'm sure you have too much to protect I didn't look at them because I didn't I, didn't, I wasn't trying to read them um, but I, I was trying to be playful, and so I said, oh, hey, I, you know, I'm sure you have too much to protect there. Um, and basically, I knew they could steal one and capture one, because they, they had a gang. I don't know if it was Yancey or Chain on the board. They had one of those on the board, along with a skeleton key. And I said, um, and anyway, I've, I very intentionally, I could have killed the Crassosaurus at that point, but knowing they had too much to protect, that would have been handing them the game, so 
instead, oh yeah, you know what, they, I think they weren't quite threatening a key yet, so I went to 8, and um, I, I, if I could have gone to 9, I would have gone to 9, but I, I wouldn't have gone past 9. I went to 8, and I said, okay, you have to play the too much to protect. And, uh, and again, I wasn't trying to read him or anything, but I, I said that kind of playfully, and he sat there for, like, probably a good three or four minutes thinking, and I w we were fine on time, so I wasn't worried about time, it w and it wasn't slow play. He was legitimately really trying to think through all of his options, so he took a couple, few minutes to think through it, and then he said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he played the too much to protect. Uh, stole one and then captured one and uh, oh actually he didn't even steal one he played the too much to protect killed my steel creature my chain gang uh, with his Yancey gang and then captured one dropping me down to five uh, and then and then immediately after that I was able to just kill the Crassosaurus and know that he couldn't get the two he couldn't have the too much to protect and that, that won me the game. So, uh, a little bit of, you know, paying attention, some inference there, some logic was able to help me know what, what was coming in a way that let me back him into a corner and, uh, and force him to make a play that, that was not optimal for him in the long run. But, you know, I would have won if he hadn't done that. But, uh, if he hadn't played the too much to protect, he was right to play it there. He had no other option. But I was able to back it, to use that information that I inferred to back him into a corner. Um, and I, I was really, I was really proud of that. And I'm not saying that in like a mean way. He was great. He was a great player, and I thought it was a really good game. Um, but but you know, it was just one of those times where paying attention put me in a situation where I, I was able to really um, back him into a corner and and win. Uh, that way. So anyway, that that was really fun, um, and uh, and yeah, I I I really came to appreciate Breaker Hills a lot more from this deck and from this deck. I already appreciated Stealth Mode, but really appreciated it more, and came to really appreciate Driscoll in a way that I hadn't before. So uh, all in all, it was it was really fun, um, and uh, just great people down there. So great time and I look forward to playing with them more in the future on future trips. So thanks for uh, going on this journey with me and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and that you'll be getting out there and forging some keys. Have a great day.